Hey guys, welcome back to Inner Monologue with me, Olivia Neal. Today we are going to be talking about my time in Cannes. I went to Cannes there for the film festival and it was a pretty crazy movie. I'm also going to be telling you about how I'm not vegan anymore. What the fuck? I'm also going to be telling you about my first ever one night stand and hearing your thoughts on one night stands. But yeah, let's get into it. Okay, so I've literally like pretty much just got back from Cannes Film Festival. I got back at last night. There was a whole palaver. I really want to like delve into the the ins and outs because I was there for two days and it was probably one of like the most eventful trips of my life. And like, okay, not that much happened, but it was just like a crazy time for me. And there was a lot of like... um things that I did that really pushed myself out of my comfort zone. I mean, the whole thing itself was pushing myself out of my comfort zone. Like, I grew up... I didn't grow up watching the Cannes Film Festival, but, like, it's, like, a huge thing, right? I feel like it's probably... The Met Gala is probably the biggest red carpet, but then I feel like it would probably be Cannes after that. Like, it's so... Like, how do I say this? I think I'm trying to say esteemed. Like, it's just very, like, grand and lots of glamour and whatever and I've never I've I've done a red carpet before I think I did the Brits one but the Brits is just like it's down the road it's at the O2 and like you see everyone well not everyone you know but there's like a lot of like influencers on it so it's just not that scary whereas like Cannes Film Festival I'm in another country also like I was like no one gives a fuck about me like no one cares who I am no one knows my name on the carpet like at the Brits it's like you know it's a lot of like British photographers like the people taking the photos on the red carpet so like maybe some of them might know who I am whereas like in Cannes just no one gives a fuck like I've never felt I I, I knew like I, I knew myself I was like I'm a bit irrelevant in this situation which is completely fine because the whole thing whole situation was incredible anyway but yeah I went with a brand that I do a lot of work with I spent two days there I was filming a YouTube video for their channel we did lots of interviews I met a lot of people which like if you told me six months ago I would be flying to a different country with a brand and interviewing people I would be like you're lying I could I could never do that I like that just fills me with dread thinking about interviewing someone but like I actually have been doing it recently and I'm I'm getting okay at it I think I'm getting much better at it like I have been really working on my on my nerves I actually don't even really get nervous anymore like if I'm really thinking about it I don't really get nervous I don't get like social anxiety I could probably get, I could get up right now and do a speech for you if you wanted I mean I guess that's what I'm doing right now anyway um and then while I was there interviewing people and making videos for their channel, I they also got me tickets to a premiere and I walked the red carpet and they made me a custom dress. What the fuck? A custom dress? Like someone sat there and designed a dress on a piece of paper, made the dress with me in mind. And it was just incredible. I was like, I've never felt more special in my life. And like, oh... The, the thing that was like crazy for me was <laughs> I hadn't brought any clothes with me because I was like, I'm there for, for two days, literally two days, two nights. I'm I'm working the whole time. Like, obviously I finished working at like 6 p.m., whatever. Like, I'm just, I'm not going to go out after that. I don't know anyone in Cannes. I've never been to Cannes. I don't know where you would even go in Cannes. Like, I just was like, it's not happening. Like, me and my agent just didn't bring any nighttime clothes because we were just like, we're just going to go to sleep after um, I finished work because I knew I was going to be exhausted. On the first day, I'm like walking along the croisette which is because I'm actually getting really good at French I feel like I feel like I've gotten really good like if anyone needs help with their French come to me because I've been spending a lot of time with French people and it's coming in handy now because I can like I can I can pronounce words and I can read a full menu so it's not a big deal anyway (laughs) I was walking down the little like shopping bit and I hear someone be like Olivia Olivia and I was like who is that 
And it's basically this guy that I met once. He's my friend that I met in LA. And he came up and was like, oh my God, like, what are you doing tonight? And he was like with all his friends. And I was like, oh, like, I was just caught up so off guard. And like, okay, that's one thing, right? I I can do things. Like, I can interview people. I can walk a red carpet. I can, I can, you know, I can just be, I can be in like social anxiety inducing social situations and actually not really get that anxious about it. However, there are like some small little um interactions that just fill me with dread and I come out in a full rash so for example there's this guy that works at a shop literally like two minutes from me and I'm always in this shop like nearly every day and um he's not he doesn't flirt with me well this is the thing he's quite like Essexy and I think that might just be his banter he's just flirty like a flirty cheeky Essex boy like I just feel like that's a thing but like anytime I go into this shop I like I come out in this full chest rash He'll say one thing like, um, what does he? What did he say? He said, "Oh, you look lovely," which is like, I mean, I didn't look lovely. I just got like come back from the gym. I was, I looked horrible. So I think he was just saying that to be polite, maybe. But like, it, like I, I was like, oh, thank you, and walked out, and like I couldn't breathe, and I had a full chest rash, and like this is just like this, this random guy that works in the shop near me I don't know why that fills me so much but anyway I was walking down the street and this guy that I know like I've met this guy okay I've met him once so I don't know him that well um and he was just like oh Olivia like what are you doing tonight and I was like oh, rash everywhere like sweating and I was like oh nothing I, I don't have any friends here and he was like oh like well you can come hang out with me and my friends and I was like okay and I just walked away and my agent was like who was that I was like I cannot breathe don't speak to me like I don't know why it just felt me I just got so anxious anyway in my head I was like fuck that like I'm not going to hang out with him and his friends I don't know anyone I didn't know anyone he was with I wouldn't know any of his friends in Cannes and like that's just really terrifying I, I barely even know this guy I've met him once and when I met him I was blackout like I got blackout once when I was in America and that was the night that I met him so really I haven't met him because in my head like I don't remember that night and what's even worse is that night he was sober. So like he remembers me as blackout, but still invited me to hang out with his friends. So anyway, um, <laughs> he like texted me and was like, oh yeah, we're just going to dinner. We're all going to this restaurant and then we're going to go like out partying. But like I'm here with all my friends. Like do you want to, you can come join. And like in my head, I was like, fuck that. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I was like deliberating it with my agent for ages. She's like, Olivia, why don't you just go? Like just push yourself out of your comfort zone. Like it's, it's good to meet new people. Like this is how you make friends. And I was like, you know what? You're actually right. Like, it was very, very scary to do it. But I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to say yes. And I went. And I went for dinner with him and his friends. I didn't know a single person there. And I was sat at the table. Like, I, I went sober, obviously. I hadn't drank at this point because it was like dinner. And I was just like sat there like, I need to get paralytic right now for this to be okay. Right. But then, oh my God, the worst thing ever happened. Like, like the worst thing. <laughs> so we go to this restaurant, right? Really, really nice restaurant. Italian restaurant. Quite famous I think and I think I think it's a really famous restaurant and like everyone was going on the whole time like how good it was like all these people that I was with were like saying hello to the chef they were like like this is like a, like their favorite restaurant whatever and I sit there obviously don't know a single person and one of the men at the table the men one of the guys at the table was like oh like I'm just gonna order for everyone here like it was a big circular table there was like 15 people around it and he's like I'm just gonna order for everyone like, I know what's good at this point I still hadn't opened my mouth like I'd sat down and just been like completely quiet like the person I was with wasn't even speaking to me like, I literally was not speaking and like this man was like yeah I'm just gonna order for everyone I was hardly gonna be like oh sorry um 
I'm vegan. Could we order some tomato pasta for me? Like, I was just like, I, I could not get the words out. I was so anxious at this point. I was like, I can't get the words out. Like, I hadn't had a single drink. I was like, I'm just going to shut my mouth and just pray to fucking God they bring me out some tomato pasta by some, ch- like, by some grace of God, which I knew it wasn't going to happen because it was like a really, like, nice, it's not fancy. I know it was quite fancy. It was a really, really, like, nice re- Italian restaurant. And I feel like traditional t- Italian food isn't usually vegan. Like, well, a lot of their pasta is fresh. They have egg in it. And I was like, I know this restaurant is going to use fresh pasta. Whatever. I was just like, I'm, I must, I might just like not eat. But I hadn't eaten in so long and I was so fucking hungry. Anyway, back to the story. All the food gets brought out. Um, It's like truffle cheesy pasta, truffle, uh, obviously cheesy pizza, like roasted aubergine with like parmesan all over it. Just like a lot of cheesy cacio e pepe. Like, and I've never tried any of this stuff before, right? And I just sat there and all, all the guys were like, oh my God, you're like, you got to try this pasta. Like, it's amazing. Like, it's my favorite thing in the world. And I still didn't have the courage to be like, I can't, I'm vegan. I don't eat cheese. Like, I just knew as soon as I said it, they were going to be like, what a fucking loser. I also was like drinking wine because I was like, the person beside me was drinking wine. And I wasn't going to be like, can I have a tequila soda? So I was just like, I'm going to have to start drinking wine. So I don't fucking like wine. I just like, this is the, when I think back on it, I'm like, you're a weak, weak person. Like, you should have just fucking said I'm vegan but anyway I didn't want people to think of me any differently there's nothing to be ashamed about being vegan but it was just this this one social situation I just couldn't do it and I didn't have like I would be completely fine in that social situation if I had like one comfort person like one person that I kind of know but I didn't I didn't have a single person and um I'm like fuck it I'm gonna have to eat cheese gonna have to do it and I ate cheese after six years of being vegan I i broke veganism because I didn't have the balls to tell these people that I was with I was vegan (sighs) you know what I'm not gonna beat myself up about it because people eat cheese every single day and they don't beat themselves up about it I'm also like it was one slip up I'm moving forward I'm not gonna do it again I'm also just like shut up the fuck up Olivia live a little I was like I'm in such a nice Italian restaurant right now everyone's saying this is the best pasta in the world even though we are in France which doesn't really make sense. Um, like just fucking eat, just eat it. Just don't think about it. And I had it, and it was so fucking good. It was so good. You guys are onto something. You cheese eaters are onto something. Like that was the best meal I've had in my entire life. I was I was just eating everything in sight. I mean, I didn't eat meat. Okay, they they then bring out like racks of fucking lamb and all this shit. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I, I, I'll draw the line there. I'm just gonna eat cheese today. Cacio e pepe sucks. I don't really understand why people like cacio e pepe, but the truffle pasta it was so fucking good um and I also wanted to go out that night so I was like I can't not eat like I, I could have just sat there and just like drank but then I would have got black out and I was like this man beside me has seen me black out once before he doesn't need to see it again for the second time consecutively that was my breaking veganism story uh and then they brought out dessert and the cake and the tiramisu was beside me and I was like well fuck it I'm already gonna my stomach is gonna implode tomorrow because I've eaten cheese so why not just go the whole shebang and I had the cake and the tiramisu as well I was so fucking good it was the best thing I've ever eaten in my life and now I'm like like okay no I would never not be vegan I mean well I guess I'm I'm not anymore because I had cheese the other day but like in in one mind I'm like fuck it like that was so good I just go back to like eating cheese but I'm not going to because I actually do really enjoy eating vegan food so I'm just not going to but it was a one night thing and I had the best time ever like I don't even want to talk about it anymore because like it makes me sad thinking that I'm probably never going to get to experience that again and then I had after that dinner 
after that fucking delicious dinner that I'll never forget, I had a great night. I had a, it was a movie. I hate saying that. It was a movie. And like, I always used to say it as a joke and now I say it seriously, but it was a, a very, very fun night. And the night after that was a very, very fun night. And I have so much to tell you, but I'm going to give you the full rundown of what I did and can in my mini monologue, which comes out on Friday. So you have to listen to that because like, I'll, I'll spill the tea. I went some crazy places while I was there. But yeah, it was just such a fun trip. And I was there for work. And I like did have like three days of like a lot of, not in, it wasn't intense workshop, Olivia. Like, oh, I hate myself. It, it, it was like nine to, nine to five. <laughs> oh my God. That's an everyday fucking work like thing for everyone else. But like, it was just, okay, doing that and also going out was kind of hard. Um, But it just honestly felt like a holiday. I wanted to stay so badly. But I had to come back because I had to I had to chat to you. I had to tell you all about it. I couldn't stay. I am, however, going on holiday again in a week. I'm going to Barcelona. Can't wait. Going to a festival. I don't know. I've, I've really been like deeping it. I'm like, I am fucking spoiled this month. I have, well, a lot of them are work trips. Like, I don't, I think I've got one trip that I'm going on with my family that's like not a work trip but also it's just not work like I hate when I hate when influencers say work like shut the fuck up you, that is not work what you do <laughs> like oh it's a work trip like people a work trip is going to like Devon for a conference like not going to Ibiza or like going to Barcelona to a festival but I it is a job it's, it's technically a work trip if we're really getting into it um but yeah the only one I'm going on is with my family that's not work but um it got me like really thinking and I was just like deeping how many like trips I'm, I'm getting to go on like I was just reflecting on my past holidays before and I'm really, really excited for these holidays coming up because a lot of them are like kind of like party holidays. Like I think I'm, I'm, I'm Barcelona is like a festival, so that's party. Party. Is that, you know what I'm trying to say when I say that? I, I'm, I think I'm going to go to Ibiza this summer and I think it's really going to like, like things are going to change for me this summer because I, I mean, you guys know that I used to be really bad with hangovers and I've actually kind of come to the realization that I don't really get bad hangovers anymore, which is really dangerous because if you had caught me last year, and I was, if, if, if the trip I was on the last few days in Cannes was last year, I wouldn't have been able to go out because if I went out, like I was in bed the whole day the next day, I was not waking up at fucking seven. I, I was going out in Cannes, waking up at 7am, doing a full day of filming and then going out again the next night. Because I was, uh, two nights in a row is a bit concerning, but I was like, when in Cannes, you know, who am I to say no to a night out in Cannes here? So I feel like this new like way of coping with a hangover is going to really change my party holidays. This summer, I do love a party holiday. I'm trying to think, like, when was my first party holiday I went on? Oh my God, I was 17. And I went on a party holiday with my friends from school. We went to Albufeira in Portugal. And oh my God, it was just like, the grossest holiday <laughs> ever. I remember we like, we got, we all stayed. There was what? 10 of us and we stayed in this what I think it was a two-bedroom apartment it was a two-bedroom apartment 10 of us in a two-bedroom apartment which when I look back at it I'm like I don't know how we did that but at the time it didn't even bother me that we were staying in a two-bedroom apartment I still had the time of my life um I didn't think I ate real food for the full week I was there I think I just ate crisps it was just disgusting we were all just disgusting we would go to the same strip every single night and we would drink these like horrible blue cocktails but it was a movie. I had so much fun. The reason that was in my head as well was my friend sent me a photo and she was like back at the bar that we went to when we were 17 on this specific strip. Um, I remember they had like a mechanical bull and my friend got flung off it to the point that we thought she had like critically injured herself. Like it was, de there was no health and safety regulations there having a mechanical bull in like the middle of a club. 
also thinking back on it, I was 17. So I was not legally allowed to drink. I don't know how we made that work. I don't know why the fuck my parents let me go to like on a lad's holiday when I was 17. I also remember that was my first time I had a one night stand. (laughs) Let's talk about it, okay? I don't think we speak about sex enough. I mean, I just said sex like that because I can't really actually say it. But I don't even want to talk about it because I get really comfortable speaking about it and I'm probably going to get a bit of a rash. And I am wearing a vest today, so you will be able to see it. So you just need to bear with me here. But it's like my mom and dad listen to my podcast. So like, I just don't really want them to listen to this. So if you're listening to this mom and dad, can you just go off? But like, let's talk about it, okay? Let's talk about one night stand. I think it's a really interesting subject and I've always been very much like sex positive. I just don't speak about it a lot. And I hate when people are slut shaming. I mean, I told you the whole story about how I was slut shamed for kissing three boys when I was, I was, I was slut shamed so heavily when I was a virgin that I think, no, I'm just like, I just, I will never understand slut shaming in my life. It's nothing to do with the girl. It's all about the boy. If a boy is slut shaming someone. I mean, girls can slut shame girls too. But if you do, it's fucked up. Anyway, yes, one night stands. I, I don't have much experience with one night stands. I often find if I am intimate with a person, I tend to, it tends to turn into something. Maybe because I just can't get enough of me. I don't know. <laughs> but let's talk about the first time I ever had one. I was in Portugal, in Abu Fira, and I was 17. And I remember I was at this at the bar with the mechanical bull, and I saw this guy from like across the bar, and I was like, oh, that is Alex Pettifer. It wasn't Alex Pettifer, and it looked nothing like Alex Pettifer. And I was 17, and I had had about four jugs of this blue cocktail. And I was like, you know, just, okay, I wasn't like, I wasn't like really, no, I was really drunk, actually. Anyway, I obviously beeline my way over to this man, beeline my way over to Alex Pettifer. It wasn't Alex Pettifer, just in case Alex Pettifer wants to sue me, but I'm going to refer to him as Alex Pettifer. Um, Just to make myself feel better about the whole situation. And he was like, like, (laughs) he's like, oh, what are you doing? I was like, I'm 25 just graduated uni terrible thing to do never lie to someone about your age because this poor man does not know he's a 17 year old anyway obviously we get chatting we're having a great time we're on holiday we're like let's have a holiday romance here and that was my first ever one night stand and he was way too old to be sleeping with a 17 year old we know it's legal because the age of consent is 16 i was about to say wait maybe i'm gonna get told off for saying this but it's like actually it was legal it's just a bit grim because he did not well also can i just cast our minds back to what i looked like when i was 17 because i was fucked i was not i would i did not look good and i also didn't look older than 17 like maybe like when i was like 17 i started going clubbing and i would wear like high heels and like do my hair and my makeup all nice like maybe then i would look like 19 but I was on holiday, so I didn't have any makeup on. My hair was, like, so frizzy. I just don't really believe that I looked older than 17, but age consent is 16, I swear. I'm not really sure. Okay, I did just fact check it, and the age of consent in England and Wales is 16. This is the age when young people of any sex, gender, or sexual orientation can legally consent to taking part in sexual activity. Still doesn't make it okay that I lied that I was not 17, uh, but I was, and it happened. And it's that was literally, like, what? Four years ago. So there's no point crying about things that happened in the past. Also, he, like, wait, the thing is, right, let, let me explain. I had just started YouTube at this point as well, right? I think I started YouTube, my first video in May, and this was in July when I went on holiday. So things were, like, starting to pick up a little bit. And anyway, I, we have this one night stand. 
Sorry, but not. Okay, it happens sometimes. And I remember like we followed each other on Instagram. So then he obviously like knew my name, and he probably did then look me up of like in some degree and find out that I was seventeen. It was like mm, this girl is not twenty five and didn't just graduate Bristol University with a finance degree. Like why did she fucking lie? Um, because then I I know that he did that because. A couple of months later, he did hit me with the unfollow. I mean, maybe he just wasn't really feeling my my content anymore. But I do think maybe he came to the realization that he was a man who had a one night stand with a seventeen year old. Um, so shame on him, to be honest. <laughs> Completely my fault. It was all my fault. Can't can't blame him, you know. Uh, and that was that was my first one night stand. Kind of iconic. And like you know what? In my head, like he does look like. Alex Pettifer still and like I unfollowed him like when I realized he unfollowed me so I will never know what he looked like I can't remember his name oh can I remember no I cannot remember his name so I will never know what he looks like so in my mind that night that it was Alex Pettifer and I'm just gonna keep it that way because denial is bliss but yeah since then I mean I feel like I've just kind of mostly been in relationships since I've like since I was like 18 so I haven't really had the chance to have my little one night stand phase but I also don't know if I find it that fulfilling because for me intimate relations although great and when I say intimate relations I mean sex I mean it's like yeah it's fine but that I like (laughs) I just don't think like you know the first time you ever with someone it's always a bit shit and like there's no like really connection there and like it's just like like it's I think when I I can't speak about this, when you get out of like a long term relationship with someone and then you have for the first time and it's like was like someone else, it's just like you compare it to how it was when you were having with your long term boyfriend. And it's obviously way better when you're having it with your long term boyfriend who you love and who you like know so well and who you feel confident in front of and like there's no other really factors and like they don't do something that like gives you the ick halfway through. Do you know what I mean? So it's always just a little bit shit when you have sex for the first time, I find. So that's why I'm like, I don't really think one night stands or for me. I don't really find them that fulfilling. I also like, my favorite thing in, in, is like someone giving me attention after like spending like five days together and you just don't really get that from one night stand. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't know if, if I'm making sense. The reason like, I also just don't think it's for me is I did have a one night stand. Not even like, like I would say within the last year and like nothing came from it. Like, he, like, didn't, like, he didn't, like, really speak to me after. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was like, there's something wrong with me. There's seriously something wrong with me because this has never happened before. And, like, I was like, this is the most unfulfilling thing ever. And it's just, like, made me really question everything. I'm like, well, no, I I never want to do it again. And I do think I am ever going to do it again. I mean, you never know. I'm also just, like, to me, I'm like, why am I giving a man that? Like, when I could just, like, protect my peace. I could go, I could go five years celibate. And it wouldn't affect me in the slightest, like at all. Like I'm never like, oh, I need, I need a one night stand. Like no, I don't. Like I'm perfectly happy celibate. In fact, I think I'm gonna go celibate. In fact, I am celibate pretty much. So um, yeah, that's my new vibe for summer. Celibate girl summer. But yeah, I just, I also just don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think if, if people have one night stands good for you, I think it can be empowering. But for me, I just feel like if it doesn't turn into a full-blown relationship, I'm like, well, this is fucked up. So I don't think it's, I find it that empowering. But I wanted to know what you guys' opinions are on it. I also know that like girls get a lot of like stick for it. And it's so weird because it's just like a gender thing. Because like when men have one night stands, no one gives a fuck. But when girls have a few night one night stands, everyone's like, slag. 
but I just don't believe in slut shaming at all. I think I don't like when people are like, oh, like would you ever like tell someone your body count? I'm like, yeah, I, I don't. Do you guys keep track of your body count? I've got a notes thing on, on my notes. I've got a list of everyone. <laughs> and like, I mean, that's not that bad because people have lists and like comments and I don't have comments, but I'm thinking I'm going to start putting comments because really fun to go through with your friends. But also, yeah, like, I've been with with people before and they told me like their body count and like some people might be like, like the number could, like could turn some people off, but I'm like, good on you. As long as you're being safe about it. Why not? As long as you're happy. Run, run it up into the hundreds if you want I don't care as long as it's not like at the same time as me do you know what I mean anyway let's see what you guys have to say I put up a story I put up a story and I was like oh god my mom and dad are gonna see this and I was like what are your opinions on sex and I was like oh god my dad I'm gonna get a phone call from my dad in like five minutes when I Olivia don't think this is the right idea someone said would never judge anyone for doing it but I know I'd get attached I used to agree I'd be like, I'd always get attached, couldn't do it. And I think that's why like things like developed into long-term relationships. But because since I broke up with my ex, I've t- flipped my, my emotions off. I'm like a vampire right now. I have I could never, ever get attached to someone. Even if the love of my life walked into this room right now and just was like, I'm going to devote myself to you. I'd be like, oh, not really into it right now. Just not in the headspace. I, I will never, ever, like, I tr- not traumatized. <laughs> But, like, I just can never be in a relationship again after the whole fucking palaver I went through in my last one and the breakup. I'm like, no man is worth ever getting into a relationship ever again with. Like, I'm just CBA. I'm completely, well, never ever. Like, that's why I'm like, maybe I should start one night stands. If I know I'm not going to get attached. No, because then I don't, I don't know. Celibate girl summer, Olivia. Remind yourself. I do understand why you would get attached. It's a very intimate thing, and like some people hold. Like I, I'm saying that I find it very like a casual thing, and like I, I find sex like not big a deal. And like if people do it, I'm like go for it, like go you as long as you're safe. But I do understand that it's a very like special thing to some people. You know, some people like wait till marriage and stuff. I don't get it. I mean, obviously, well, no, the thing is, I don't get it because that's a religious thing, and I think that's just weird. Um, I I've never really understood religion personally. Someone came up to me. Oh my god, where was it? Oh yeah, I was walking down the street the other day, and like my friend stopped to say hi to someone, and they're like, "Oh, like hi, nice to meet you." And I was like, "Hi, nice to meet you." And they're like, "You're Irish," and I was like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Catholic or Protestant?" And I was like, "Oh my god." I have not had an English person ever ask me that before. Like, this is insane. I was like, neither. And he was like, yeah, but like Catholic or Protestant. And I was like, I'm not religious. And he's like, okay. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? It's not like, I feel like English people like won't understand like the the cultural significance to that. But like in Belfast or in Northern Ireland, it's like half Catholic, half Protestant. And notoriously, they hate each other and they always fight. That's the IRA and the UDA and whatever. There's like armies about it. Like they just hate each other. Um, and so that can be a common, I mean, it's not so much anymore, but that can be a common question. It's mostly like on nights out, like people will be like, are you Catholic or Protestant? Like it's a very, no, it is a very commonly asked question in Belfast. But I obviously have not lived in Belfast for, I don't know, like three years. So you haven't heard anyone say that in so long. So for this like proper, like, here's like proper English, like Catholic or Protestant. It's <laughs> like, excuse me someone said all good as long as they don't hang around in the morning i think the morning after of a one night stand would be horrendous i'm trying to i'm casting my mind back to one night stands 
The one when I was 17, I remember I was wearing this urban outfitters. God, I could probably find a photo right now, but I'm not going to. I was wearing an urban outfitters. Wait, if I let me, I'm just gonna. I, I really want to show you what I look like on this night because it's fucked. Wait, can you see this? <laughs> like, who is that? Anyway, I was. This is what I looked like. I was wearing an Urban Outfitters mini dress. It was silver sequins, stunning. I remember. Obviously, I woke up and I was like, "Shit, I gotta get out of here." It was like seven a.m. and there was this man beside me, a man, and I was seventeen. I was like, "Oh my god!" I so I like had to put on my silver sparkly Urban Outfitters dress and just walk out the door without saying a word. And I was like, "This is the most humbling experience I've ever had in my entire life." Like, makes the whole thing not worth it. I also think, like, well, now obviously I don't really have that much um experience, but I would not let someone hang around. Like, if I wanted to be something, then obviously I would, like, let them hang around. I would. Let them, I, I have this bad habit of letting people hang around for way too long and, like, letting people basically move into my flat. I remember I once went on a date with someone and, bless him, lovely, lovely boy, but he hung around for five days after. <laughs> and it got to the point I was like, babe, this is not it. Like, you need to leave. And, like, I got ill in this five days. Like, my mum fucking came to visit me in this five days. Like, there was a lot going on in this five days. And he was just still there. And I was like, I don't think we're ever going to see each other again. Like, after he left, it was a lot. And, like, oh, bless him. I, don't, I feel bad saying that. But that was probably the most, that was probably the craziest, like, dating experience I've ever had in my life. And it was not it was a two-way thing, you know. I think I was probably just being, like, what did some company? But then I really deeped it. And I was like, I just went on a date with someone. And then they moved into my house for five days. Like, that's insane. Safe to say that did not go anywhere, unfortunately. Um, not unfortunately. It wasn't meant to be, clearly. But I was like, this is, this is a bit intense. Okay, someone said they're fine as long as you won't see them again. I, what is a one night stand? Because to me, a one night stand is like literally meeting someone on that night, sleeping with them and then never seeing them again. I don't think I would call like a one night stand, like say like you had sex with like someone that you've known for a while. Is that a one night stand? Like I don't think that's a one night stand. Maybe I'm twisted in the head. That is a one night stand. Maybe it's going to have to, I'm really going to have to think, no, I've like, I don't think I've really done that. Like, I don't think I've really, like, slept with, like, people that I've known, like, or, like, friends. I haven't done that, like, really. I don't really think I've done that ever because I don't think I could, like, I could, like, hang out with someone after we've done that together. I think I would be, like, it's just too much. I think I'd feel uncomfortable. I mean, props to you if you can, if you could, like, be friends with someone after having them. But I'm, like, well, we've gone there and always, so, like, we may as well be going out. Let me look up what a one night stand is. If we're really, I love, I'm not looking up the definition. I I learned so much on this podcast. I keep I keep finding myself looking up definitions on it. One night stand meaning a situation in which you have sex with someone once and you do not continue in a relationship afterwards. Yeah, because if you could, you could continue a, a friendship and that's a relationship. So I I don't think I don't think personally it counts if you like continue seeing that person. I think it's a stranger thing. I don't think I could have one night stand, a one night stand with someone who isn't a stranger. I think, like to me, the whole fun element of a one night stand—not that I find them really fun and that I do them—but like I think, I mean, in my head, I'm like they're they're a fun thing, and the whole fun thing to me is that it's like you go out, you meet a stranger. I mean, that's actually kind of dangerous when you think about it. 
I don't know if I would recommend doing that, to be honest. And you probably could get, like, I feel like that's why, like, most, like, kidnapping murder stories start. Like, when I was 17, I was lucky that that man did not kill me. Um, the, the element of, like, having to see that person again and, like, having to hang out with them in social situations, like, bump into them all the time would kind of ruin it. I did have one one night sound once with someone and, like, we, like, sometimes bump into each other at things, at, like, events. And I'm just like, oh this is so shit like I wish I never did that like it's not it's just uncomfortable and like you know me with my fucking rash every time I see this person I'm like rash and it's just horrible and I wouldn't recommend it so yeah I've decided like I'm never doing that again I'm never ever ever having a one night stand with someone that I know that I'm gonna see in the future because it's just uncomfortable I wish I was one of those just like confident girls who just like doesn't care I have a friend who's like like, she's, like, she she will sleep with someone and then she'll, like, continue being friends with them after and, like, hang out with them, like, go for coffee. And, like, I'm, like, oh, my God, I could never. I'm so awkward and uncomfortable. I'm going to work on that confidence issue. Okay, someone said, only if it'll make a good story to tell the girlies, lol. That is, like, my favourite thing about the whole thing. Like, I, oh, when my friends, when I, if, like, if I was ever in a relationship, my friends were single, I would just live. I, and I still, to this day, I'm single, but it's, it's celibate season my friends will like go do things and I ring them the next morning and that conversation the debrief on FaceTime hearing about things is the most exciting thing ever like oh I love debriefing with my friends and the girl like, just telling the girls every single detail like I'm sorry but if you've ever had a one-night stand with me my at least maybe like five people know every single intimate detail about you it's just how it has to go because that is so much more fun than the actual one night stand. Fuck the one night stand, like ew, like telling my friends things and like we 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 still speak about one night stands I've had like two years ago. It's a common thing that we speak about every single day, and there's like <laughs> it's just like like such a cultural reference for us now. It's like each of our one night stands. We love speaking about it. I feel like I'm a, I've had one night stands with some of the people my friends have had one night stands about, with because I know everything about it. Um. It's a really horrible thing. Like, I feel sorry. Well, I, I hope that men don't do this. But, like, maybe they do. Maybe men do do this. But, like, I feel bad for men because, like, the girls just tell each other everything. And I feel like when men, like, tell their friends, oh, yeah, I had, like, a one-night stand. Like, people don't really ask that many details about it. But, like, we ask every single... Th- I mean, you're... You know, if you're a girl listening to this, like, I, you know what? You ask every single detail. I know his mother's name. Maiden name, no. I know, like his national security number. I know everything just from my friend having sex with him once. Okay, that is all I'm going to talk about for One Night Stands for now. Um, Speaking about relationships and I don't know, were we speaking about relationships? I guess we were. I guess intimate relationships. Um, I wanted to tell you guys about something really exciting that I've done. Uh, It will be out by the time you're listening to this. But basically over the past few months, I have made a documentary I can't say that word, documentary, with um, the BBC, which is so crazy. And you're like, Olivia, what the fuck? Like, this is a very different thing for me, very pushing myself out of my comfort zone. I told you guys, I'm like in my interviewer era. But anyway, um, obviously my love life is shambles. And I thought, what better time to film a documentary with the BBC, discovering relationships in the virtual realm? Because clearly they're not working for me in real life. I basically, like, for the past few months, have just been going around learning about 
people who start relationships in VR, which didn't even know that was a thing, but like I have some crazy stories from that time in my life. I wish I could tell you everything now. Um, even when it happened, like when I was filming it, I was like, this isn't safe. I can't wait to tell my podcast about it, but then I couldn't tell you because obviously it was going in the documentary. Relationships in VR, like dating in VR is a real thing. And I know because I've met people who are literally getting married from dating in VR. And maybe I can find the love of my life in VR because I'm not finding it in real life. Anyway, um, it's called Unreal with Olivia Neal. And oh, well, that rhymes, Unreal with Olivia Neal. Wow. Um, and it's airing, I mean, it will have already aired on BBC Three by the time you're listening to this. But you can catch it on BBC iPlayer. And I would love if you watched it because I had some fun times filming it. And I learned some pretty crazy stuff. So yeah. Um, anyway. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Hope you enjoyed. Let's stay sex positive and never slut shame anyone, but always be safe. Also, catch my mini monologue on Friday for more of an in-depth con debrief with the girlies. Love you. Bye. Inner Monologue is a Spotify original podcast produced by Spirit Studios with Raymond Tanner as the producer and Maeve Schaffer as the editor. And from Spotify, the executive producer is Rihanna Coleman. 